I woke up and I said, you know what, this is no longer making sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because our moms at that point were exhausted. We realized that what we, who we really need to be talking about if we want real change is the workplace. Mm-hmm. Who we really need to be talking about if we want real change is our society. Welcome to She Speaks How She Does It, a podcast about inspiring women to speak up and be heard. I'm your host, Eliza Freud, the founder and CEO of She Speaks. Each week, we give an amazing woman the platform to share their knowledge and advice on a topic impacting women while sharing insights from our community of quarter of a million women. Listen in each week to be inspired to speak up and be heard. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're all having a great week so far and that you had an enjoyable Memorial Day weekend, uh, one that you got some time hopefully to spend with friends and family. I wanted to uh, let you know that this episode is going is the last of the current season. We are going to be working to get our next season pulled together. So we're going to be off for the next couple of weeks after this episode. But we will be coming back to you shortly with a new season of She Speaks How She Does It and some great guests that we've already been recording with. So I'm excited to have you hear uh, those conversations. But for this conversation, our last of the season, um, we have a wonderful guest. We have Blessing Adesian, and she is the founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. It is a platform that's dedicated to help uh, to helping women build happier homes and careers. And it's unbelievable how much the community has grown. Uh, the Blessing and her team, Mother Honestly, are now able to reach 1 million moms in the U.S., which is unbelievable. She has spent a lot of years, but 15 plus years working for Fortune 100 companies like Pepsi and Microsoft and others. And she is a mother, an entrepreneur, and an expert in work-life solutions. She helps women achieve long-term success and happiness through her community, Mother Honestly. First and foremost, we start with a conversation um, about what happened in Texas last week. And the reason we wanted to talk about that was, first of all, it affects so many moms and blessing. um, She resides in Texas and she um, has obviously a point of view and has been talking with the many, many hundreds of thousands of moms who are part of her community of the Mother Honestly community. We talk about that first, and then we go into talking about the work that Blessing and her team do to help moms. And so lots of really good conversation in here. I think very insightful. Uh, Blessing has so much to share and has obviously spent so much time working to really give back to moms. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. With that, we're going to jump right into it. Here we go. Blessing, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I am too, because I am so impressed with the work that you have been doing. And I, I, I think it would be remiss if we did not start our conversation talking about the horrific events that happened that took place in Texas. You are you are you live in Texas, so mm-hmm. not only is this close to home for you geographically, but obviously, um, given what you do, you spend your time doing every day, um, and the audience that you serve, uh, this is this is a hot topic. 
Can you can you talk to me a little bit about uh, what you are hearing from women about what happened in Texas this week? First of all, what happened shouldn't have happened. It, what happened was the worst nightmare of any parent. And it's, I, I still cannot, I still cannot process what happened to the best, the, the best way possible. I can't, like you can't find an avenue to, to process what happened. What happened was horrific, it shouldn't have happened in a nation um, where our children should have been protected. Um, in a nation where we have, you know, vast amount of resources, vast amount of money, um, and we have people that we elect, like we elect them, right? To protect us, to serve us. Mm-hmm. And um, they have held us all stage, right? Um, we have, you know, a few, a few people in politics who have yeah. held children and women hostage. And we're starting to see more and more. We continue to see the repercussions. And um, we're hearing from our moms. Our moms are full of rage. Rage. I have never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, moms are exhausted. We've already been stressed. Think about it. You know, 41% increase in childcare costs. Formula shortages. We still have not, we are still in a formula shortage. We still have a formula shortage crisis in this country. Mm-hmm. We have not even, we've not had time to process what happened in Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. And here we are again. Mm-hmm. And so at what point do we all say this is enough? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have done a lot of, you know, a lot of work even before this, you know, through the care force. Um, you know, I co-founded the care force. I co-founded the chamber of mothers and every now and then we talk about this, about mm-hmm. why is this still happening and how can we get our leaders to pay attention? And a lot of them are not paying attention because quite frankly, we need to be real. They are being bribed. They are being bribed by the powers, um, you know, to be, you know, whether it's the NRA or any other type of organizations that are holding us hostage. Mm-hmm. And now we are sending our children to war. Mm-hmm. Because how do you explain to a four-year-old that you're going to be stuffed into this closet with 25 other kids so that when a shooter comes in, you better not move a nerve. You yeah. better not move a nerve because that will be the end of you. Yes. Well, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I I posted about this earlier in the week. Um, You know, back in 2012, when Sandy Hook happened um, at the Sandy Hook Elementary School, and we know that 20 children and six adults were killed there. uh, My children were too young to understand what that all meant and what was going on. But I'll tell you what, they were learning as little itty bitty kids how to take cover and what to do. And at that point they called because the kids were so little, they said, Oh, if a bandit walks into the school, you need to know to go hide over here in this closet. And this is what you do. This is what they were teaching them. Now, fast forward 10 years, my kids are teenagers and they are mad. They are angry that here they are 10 years later, 10 years of, having to worry in the back of your mind that somebody could come into your school and you have to go duck for cover or find cover. They, they are, they feel like this is what is going on in this world that 
we have had 10 years to solve this and the adults haven't solved it. So they staged a walkout. My kids, their school are, we, I live in New Jersey and our school system, the kids in the school system staged a walkout yesterday and they all got up and they walked out and they're trying to protest. But you're telling me the moms are, are frustrated. The kids are frustrated. What do you think it's going to, what do you think it's going to take from moms or from adults, from the adults that let's talk about the adults at this point to try and affect some change? Well, I think that it's so hard to bring about change when we live in a society that values money more than modern people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about, there's been a lot of talk about banning things lately, right? Whether it's, you know, banning abortion, mm-hmm. right? Um, or, or banning our rights to even purchase a plan B. Um, but it's but nobody wants to talk about banning guns. Mm-hmm. And so what is it about guns mm-hmm. um, that makes it, you know, um, makes it okay to, to substitute the lives of our children mm-hmm. um, for it? Yeah. What are, yeah. What, are, what are we afraid of? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that is the what are we afraid of? What is America running away from? Yeah, because yeah. you know I think they need to explain that to us. They need to explain that to women. They need to explain that to these children. Mm-hmm. Um, what what they are terrified about? Mm-hmm. Uh, why they can't sleep at night without hugging their guns? I think we need to find out what exactly that is. Um, so there needs to be a lot of they, we we are demanding moms are demanding solutions. Moms are demanding answers. Yeah. And I think it's 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 not enough anymore for you for for somebody to come to us and say, and you can already see it. You see responses mm-hmm. about you know just make it one door. We we've run out. They've run out. They've run out of responses. Yeah. And so now they're just throwing anything out there. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I think this is where, as women and as adults, we need to start really thinking about. It. I actually told a few of my friends, and I'm going to just be honest with you. I showed up between Lagos and Houston. Um, and my kids are actually in Lagos, Nigeria. And I'm going to tell you why. There are two reasons. And I'm writing an article about this in a Time magazine. Uh, there are two reasons. One is the fact that childcare is expensive in, in this country. Mm-hmm. And the other is it's not safe. And I'm black. I have four black kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I can mm-hmm. no longer justify living in America. It, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And, and and so, you know, we, we talk about, okay, where do the rest of us that have nowhere to go, where do we turn? And right. so we need to fight for change. We need to demand for change. And change is only going to happen by us sharing our experiences. We all need to start sharing our experiences. And, you know, we have a lot of amazing influencers um, mm-hmm. that are doing amazing things. And mm-hmm. I want us to start thinking about using our power and our influence to drive change. Yes. We, yes. Can't, we can't, you know, we can't TikTok and reel and do reels, um, you know, about, you know, so many other amazing things and not, you know, really drive action with some of those, that power and that influence that we have. And yeah. there was an article that talked about, you know, mom influencers and, you know, and, 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 and why, why aren't we seeing more from them? And I think that I want to see more. You know, no offense, yes. you know, the ne- the following day, right? 
I saw, you know, a couple of other TikToks or reels about, you know, people just jumping on couches and making fun of each other. And I'm like, really, this is the content we're creating? Because I would have loved to see us share our collective stories about our kids stuck in cupboards, Mm -hmm. our kids, you know, being told to jump through fences. Mm-hmm. About our mm-hmm. kids being told to just, you know, to crawl under, you know, under the toilet seats. Yeah, those yeah. are the stories I want to see right now. Yeah, you know. So, so the issues. So, your advice then for women who want to take some action, it would be use your voice, use your voice, use your platforms, and everyone has a voice. Everyone has a voice. You don't have to be somebody who has hundreds of thousands or millions of followers. Absolutely. I mean, we can all talk about this. If you are feeling that rage, what is stopping you? Yeah. You know, what do we stand to lose? What are we losing our kids? Yep. Yeah. You know, if you're going to lose a brand partner, then, you know, then there weren't, you know, then so be it. Yeah. I mean, we're already losing our kids. Yeah. It's no longer making any kind of sense. Mm-hmm. And so the only way forward is that we all show up and talk about this yeah. and use our voices and scream from the depths of our lungs that this is no longer okay. We're no longer going to take this. We will not take it lying down. We will not take this standing up. We will fight until you set our children free. Mm. I love that. I, so so la- now let's talk a little bit more broadly, take a step back. We got very... Mm-hmm. We got very focused in on this. You got me into it, Alisa. You got me me into it. (laughs) No, and that is, listen, this is what's happening right now. And this is what's top of mind for moms. I mean, this is, is, and this is the audience that you have access to and you work with day to day. So let's talk about then what experiences actually inspired you to start Mother Honestly. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I started Mother Honestly after my second child. My first is 13 now. And my second is now four. Um, and I started it about, so Mother Honestly is about three and a half year old. Um, and when I started it, it was more on a post-it note. I was just wondering why I couldn't, I had no time left after working mm-hmm. and um, taking care of my baby and the, the eight-year-old at the time or nine-year-old. I had no more time. And I was like, this is not making sense. How are women doing this? And I started reaching out to my friends, um, a lot of them, you know, MBA from Harvard, or they are, you know, now stay at home parents. And I said, why are you staying home with your degrees? Like, it's, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well, try having three kids, right? Try having mm-hmm. three kids and try at the same time running a business or, you know, or, you know, going up a career ladder. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about it. And yeah. so I interviewed, and my background is in chemical engineering. Um, so I just, I'm very, I'm very data focused. Mm-hmm. So I started interviewing, I started calling women. Um, so I would just call them and say, hey, you know, why are you home um, today? And, you know, I'm, you know, the baby's sick. So I have to call the day, you know, I have to take the day off. Uh, and I would call another mom and she would say, you know, um, we, we just couldn't, it, it couldn't, like, we couldn't make it make sense. My salary was $6,000. It cost $6,000 for the kids' daycare. It just made sense for me to stay home. And so these stories started informing my decision around, wow, like, we need to start thinking about how to really support parents, um, especially ambitious women, right? Because these were the, these women I was speaking to were really ambitious people. We all went to school together. 
all doing great things and then suddenly they're dropping off like flies off of the workforce. And mm. so more honestly, at that time, then became this place where we were operating at the intersection of work and family. So what, what would it take to effectively combine work and family? So that was really what mm. it became. And then now we are sort of transitioning into, we can no longer continue to start. What I found was that we were talking to women and we were saying, you know, why didn't you try this? Why didn't you try that? Why didn't you, you know, speak to your partner? Why didn't you, you know, practice some, you know, sharing of the, of the workload and doing X, Y, and Z. So we were doing all, we were telling women to do fix all of these things. And one day I just realized, I woke up and I said, you know what, this is no longer making sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because our moms at that point were exhausted. We realized that what we, who we really need to be talking about if we want real change is the workplace. Mm -hmm. Who we really need to be talking about if we want real change is our society. And Mm -hmm. the third person we need to be talking to is the partners. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that we have been, sort of solving this problem backwards, yep. right? We are talking to ourselves, oh, come over to the Modern Honesty Conference, really? Where we talk about and complain about how things are not going well. And then, you know, it's we are going straight back, right, to those situations and to those environments. So we, we are now, you know, more of a B2B2C company where we are, you know, working with employers. We're creating solutions that allows employee, employers to support their caregiving um, employees. Eight out of 10 employees are caregivers. So what does that tell us? Um, And we are not taking care of those people um, Mm -hmm. because, right, we're not taking care of our employees because, you know, we we can. And now as you've seen the labor shortage, right, we've heard about the great resignation, the great reshuffle, the great reawakening, you know, the greats. We've seen all of those things. And we now know that employees, especially parents, are demanding a better quality of life. You can no longer get away with here's the salary and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. You now need to offer more. So we are working with employers. What are the things that you can offer parents? What are the things that you can offer employees? And oh, by the way, here's our solution, right? Um, and here's how we do that together. So we are starting to see, right, a lot of companies that are eager to support um, their caregivers. Um, and, and so that's what we do now. Uh, I love that. And I love that you took a step back and said, we're going to the people who are the most overwhelmed, who have the most on their plate and saying, hey, here's something else that you can do, right? And and that's overwhelming. It's And of course, women want it to change, but they can't do it on their own. And as, mm-hmm. as you've said, so I love that you have, as an organization, started to be have these relationships with the employers because that is where we can affect. And I, I, I'm curious to hear, do you, have, you've been doing this, you said, since your second was born about four years, mm-hmm. right? So about four mm-hmm. or so years ago. Correct. We've been living with COVID for two plus. Have you seen a difference in how employers reacted to your message or would have reacted to your message four years ago to how they are thinking about it now? Has there been a change? There's been a change. It's not enough. Mm. Um, It's a very slow change. So Mm. what we are seeing is employers now recognize that they need to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, But but what what is also strange is that they want to do more, but they don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know where to start because they're not asking the right questions. They're not asking their employees what their employees truly need. 
Mm -hmm. I think because they're not taking bold steps. They are they are looking at the same solution that they have, and they are not you know they are not taking innovative um, steps right to to solve mm -hmm. those problems. So so, yeah. so those are some of the things that we're seeing. Um, mm -hmm. But in the, in the larger in the larger scheme of things, employers are starting to realize that we got to differentiate ourselves, right? Every most companies are offering healthcare. Most company companies are offering you know um, dental um, you know insurance. And so, if you really want to differentiate yourself, you got to offer more. And mm -hmm. I tell all employers, offer childcare. Women, mm -hmm. we work needs women, right? Yes. We yes. know that work needs women. We also know that women need childcare, mm -hmm. so we can't. We can't. You know, if we are truly, you know, serious about solving the labor shortage crisis, we need to think about childcare as a solution. Yeah. So that's that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is, you know, to really for employers to really think about other caregivers. Right. It's not just moms. Yes. We have, you know, we have people that have aunts and uncles and parents that they care about and they care for that may be in a nursing home or they have a sick partner. And so yes. we, what we, I think that employers have not forced themselves to really think about the fact that a lot of employees are caregivers. Yeah. Everyone has something to care about, even if it's a pet, unless you're on an island. And we know that caregiving responsibilities continue to affect how people work. Yeah. You know, anyone can call you right now and be like, oh, your dad is in the hospital. So what do you do? Yeah. Or or it's time to pick up your child. So what do yeah. you do? Right. So these these are the things that employ employers need to start forcing themselves to really think about when it comes to um, you know, to supporting employees in the workplace and at home. Well, and I love that I, I'm glad that you're bringing this up because I do think it's really important to also recognize that at different stages of our lives as women, we are caregivers to different types of people. It's not just, as you said, it's not just that I'm a mom and I'm a caregiver to my children. At a certain point, you could become a caregiver, still working, by the way, in the workforce, to parents or to or to a spouse. I mean, it is it is a very broad period of time where women could be in a position where they have to be caregivers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we're starting to see. Our moms are growing. You know, millennial mothers are basically becoming you know, um, they're taking care of their younger, younger children. And they are now also taking of taking care of teenagers. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they are taking care of growing parents. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to see, I mean, I have a 13 year old and I have a seven month old, you know, it's mm -hmm. a different, you know, you got to drop one child off at, you know, at, at soccer and the other child off at daycare. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I also have a parent that needs, you know, some medical attention or needs my support. So yes. we need to make it easier for mm -hmm. employees, um, women, men, caregivers, we need to make it easier for them to work. And I think that, you know, it goes beyond just the salary or a paycheck. It mm -hmm. really becomes, mm -hmm. how do we care? And I think that a lot of companies think that they don't have a duty of care, right? We think that mm -hmm. it's just for doctors and for lawyers. But I think as employers, we, need, we, need, we have a duty to care for our employees. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you give them, you know, everything right you can't subsidize everything but right. you can subsidize mm -hmm. something yeah. that they care about and give them that agency and choice that's one of the things that we've been talking about at, at mh is 
give employees the agency and choice to pick yeah. what is important to them. Yeah. And I mean, I see a lot of tech companies. I'm like, we should be solving this problem. This this is a no brainer. Yeah. You want more people in the workforce? We need to solve this problem. Right. Well, because as you said, the great resignation, what is it? Five million women have left the workforce um, over, the, over the last two years of the pandemic. And, and a lot of that is not by choice. It's by necessity. That It's, it's not like, necessity. oh, I want to. It's just, I, I can't. And, and as you said, childcare costs have gone up so significantly. So it, it, it becomes almost untenable to actually have a job. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot that I know that that needs to change as we've as we've talked about. Is there anything that you've seen over the last period of time? I don't know. Maybe it's the last year or so um, that gives you hope that things are that things can change in a positive direction. Oh, absolutely. I see hope everywhere. I mean, I know it's hard. I, I know it's really, really hard for us to see it right now um, for all the reasons that we've talked about. Whether it's the lack of childcare, the lack of paid leave, the lack of, you know, real and um, sensible gun, you know, control measures in this country, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that are, that are going wrong. But I also see, you know, um, I also can see a silver bowl. I can see, you know, women, and I can see men, I, and I can see employers, you know, speaking of, oh, you know, you can see. I think, you know, when we had this Roe Ro v. Wade where some companies said, you know, we will pay, we will pay for our employees to take, go out of the, you know, out of state, right. Mm -hmm. To go get an, abort an abortion if they need to. Yeah. Um, so we are starting to see that, you know, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of hope out there. Um, and, and I hope that we can make space for those things to actually play out. Right. Um, yeah. I'm giving ourselves space, you know, as moms, as influencers to say, we're, we're going to speak up. We're going to speak up about this. And the more we speak up, the more hope we can share to other people. So you and I both are big believers in the value of community. Um, you know, you have this amazing community you've built with Mother Honestly. Can you talk about just a, some ways that women in your community are actually helping one another? Because it is such a powerful thing when women get together. Absolutely. I mean, so one of the things we actually have a very, um, I call it a loose connection. And there's a reason for that. You know, we're, our community is closer on social media, actually, than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and then within our community itself, you know, what we do is actually take care of our moms. Like, mm -hmm. don't, a lot of them. So we have tools, we have resources, mm -hmm. and most people don't even know, right? Because they're too busy. In between, mm -hmm. so I just woke up one day and I said, wow, like, you know, we create all these tools and no one is using it. What's mm -hmm. going on? Mm -hmm. So what, one of the things that we've done is create a care concierge team. So our care concierge team actually calls. How are you doing? What can we help you with? Here's some of the toolkits. We can help you put it together. Do you need us to help you research anything around childcare? Anything, mm -hmm. you know, that you need. So we offer two hours of concierge services to, to our members. And those are the ways that we're helping them out. We're like, mm -hmm. please don't help us out. We will help you out. Um, in addition to that, our members come together. We come together once a month. So just like you and I chatting, we all come together and we talk about all of the different challenges that we're facing and mm -hmm. we crowdsource solutions. Mm -hmm. So uh, last month, um, this month obviously was all around, around our mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. um, last month, we talked about our career challenges. 
And what does that look like? And how can we get our partners to be more involved? Um, so we come together around different topics every month. And that really allows us to stay focused on, you know, the type of challenges, those specific challenges. Because a lot of time you don't even know you because there's so much, so much happening. You're like, oh, I never thought about that. I might have a mental health challenge. And so as we start digging into it, you know, moms are bawling their eyes off because they're like, mm-hmm. I had no idea. I have been snapping at my kids mm-hmm. for the past three weeks. Yeah. And, you know, and wow, that's not okay. Right. And that's because I haven't addressed this. Um, mm-hmm. We also check in. So we send a, we send a, a link. It's actually called momcheck.in. So mom check in. And we, we send it to our moms every week. We remind them. And it's really just, you know, to talk about, because a lot of times we, we spend a lot of time talking about the problems. And mom checking is really to talk about what bring what brought you joy this week, right? Mm-hmm. What brought you joy? What are you what are you most excited about um, for your family and yeah. in your work? Um, and we find that that gets you know uh, there was even I think one of the question is also like where have you where have you you know where do you think you could make you you, you can make an improvement right as a mother? And you know some moms will say oh I snapped on my kids today I shouldn't have done that, right? Mm-hmm. But just even just sharing that with someone, right, just releases you from that guilt yes. and it gives you permission to go back and, and restore that relationship. Mm-hmm. So those are the ways that we, you know, we walk, we connect with our moms and they also connect with each other. Um, I, I, I love that you are doing that. I love the idea of the mom check-in. And, you know, it's interesting. We, we recently completed a study and we asked women um, what were, you know, to, to tell us how they were feeling. Number one emotion was tired. Number one emotion ahead of anything else ahead. And during COVID, when COVID started, uncertainty was the number one emotion. Not, they're not uncertain anymore. They're tired. And maybe they're tired of being uncertain, but they are just tired. Women, as you know, as you said, feeling exhausted. Yes. Women are feeling exhausted. Exhaustion. It's, it's beyond. I I mean, I actually believe that women are beyond burned out. Yes. Um, I feel like we have been stretched beyond limits. Yes. And, and it's starting to show, it's starting to show. You see a lot of us, you know, um, just one thing or the other. I see women popping pills. Mm -hmm. Um, I see women, you know, with their hair falling out Mm -hmm. from stress. Mm -hmm. Um, I see, Women showing up to work saying, I can't walk today mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. And women said, I've actually stopped having sex. It's, 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 there's no point. And yeah. I'm already, already exhausted. Mm-hmm. So these are the things yeah. um, that really forces you to really think about, you know, what are we doing to women? Yeah. Well, and you know, what's, what's interesting, I was going to just say that another thing that we learned in that same study is that the thing that women said that most negatively impacted their lives during COVID was that it was their social life and that lack of connection. And so that's why I love what you're saying you're doing in your community, which is connecting women and checking mm-hmm. in and giving that, giving them that sense of community, because okay. it's amazing how that, how that can be such an antidote to people who are feeling overwhelmed that isolation, right? We're human beings. We're not meant to be isolated. And I, I think that the fact that mother honestly is giving women a chance to 
be with one another, even if it's virtually, to check in with one another is is a gift. It's it's a gift for them in terms of their their mental well-being. So, all right, my last question for you. What would be the one thing you would recommend women could do to help their 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 mental well-being? I honestly think that women need to first of all just acknowledge that it's too much. Mm-hmm. Everything is too much. And you're not imagining how how ridiculously um, exhausting it is. It is exhausting to power a family mm-hmm. <laughs> and and have a career and be all the things, whether it's a daughter, a wife, a sister, a mom, and be all of that. It's it's not it's it's a lot. So acknowledge that first. Um, and, and in terms of, you know, what we can do for our mental well-being, I think the biggest thing is really to reduce, 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 mm-hmm. um, reduce the expectation that you're placing on yourself, reduce the amount of work that you're doing. Um, I have just decided that things can be messy and that's fine as long as no child is armed. Mm-hmm. Um, reduce, reduce, reduce. Um, mm-hmm. and, and lastly, you know, I say get a partner that can actually do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no longer an excuse. I'm tired. I'm like, I don't care. I really don't care if your husband is, I, I married the most traditional man and he's washing bathrooms and he's bathing our kids. Um, you cannot run your your home yourself. Yeah. Um, if you have a partner, if you've been blessed to have a partner right now, and not to say that if you don't have a partner, you're not blessed. Uh, but if you have a partner that can actually lift some of the load, Please make sure they are actually lifting their own fair share. Yeah, um, it's it's. I'm I'm so tired of seeing women, you know, handling drop off, pick up, cooking, cleaning, bathing, um, laundry, doing everything, and then we wonder why, you know, women are not being considered. Yeah. Um, you need to demand what you need. I mean, we can see it everywhere. Women and children are not considered in our society. Yeah, and it starts with men getting away with a lot of these things at home. Yeah. And so there's no more excuses. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. actually have that conversation. Um, and if that conversation is still not going anywhere, then you would have the permission to do whatever you need to do to preserve your mental health. Yeah. Well, Blessing, thank you for spending this time with us today. Really appreciate your insights and advice. What is the best way for people to follow what you're doing at Mother Honestly? motherhonestly.com um, and I'm also on social media blessing addition so find me um, I'm on Instagram LinkedIn I'm, on, I'm trying to be on Twitter y'all I'm really trying uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard it's hard to try to maintain a lot of different platforms um, but I'm but I'm on there and um, you know I am just as feisty in in real life as I am on social media so take take me as you find me <laughs> Thank you for listening to She Speaks How She Does It. We hope that this episode inspired you in your own experience and path towards success. Be sure to like and subscribe to follow our series of conversations. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. So join the conversation at She Speaks Up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can also join She Speaks at shespeaks.com. Thanks for listening. 
forward to our next conversation. Thank you for listening. If you're an influencer or a brand that wants to work with us, please feel free to email us at info at Until next time.